to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined, as always, by the other host, Ike. Ike, how are you? I'm doing uh, splendor, splendor, stupendous. I'm doing stupendous. I think that's a word. So as long as you didn't say Splenda, I'm like, that's an artificial sweetener. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I'm doing Splenda this week. It's all right. Splenda. I don't like, I don't like Splenda. I'm not, a, I just, I can't get into the artificial sweeteners, man. They taste weird to me. I just, I don't know. I tell the difference. Maybe if I drank them long enough or use them long enough, I would, uh, I, but you know, I don't use a lot of sweeteners. I know we're way off track. You're right off the bat. We're getting, this has nothing <laughs> to do with anything, but I, I pretty much drink my coffee black. So I don't really use sugar or anything anyway. So, but, uh. To me, if you got good coffee, fucking you don't need anything in it. But uh, anyway, uh, so let's just uh, to be completely transparent with our listeners, Ike, let's kick this off. This episode that you're listening to now will be released on Thursday, January 26th. This episode was pre-recorded well into advance of our normal schedule because this is the first of two episodes where Ike and I are on fucking vacation. So, Ike, if you were actually answering in the present as of January 26th, the day of, you'd be very fucking good because you'd be starting your vacation, as would I. And uh, so we would be doing really good. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, but uh, but in the magic world of uh, whatever podcast illusion, we're recording this well in advance because, hey, that's what we're doing. We're committed to you, our listeners, and we are pre-recording episodes so that you do not miss this this gripping con uh, content. Because, you know, everybody in the fucking horror world wants to know that Dave drinks his coffee black. But uh, <laughs> anyway, but we do thank you for listening. We hope you're still with us and I haven't already lost you in this episode. Uh, to be fair, the day we are recording this, I have taken a couple shots of whiskey, so I'm feeling pretty loose and good. So if I I wonder, but to be fair, I pretty much drink it every time we record because, you know, <laughs> why wouldn't I? Uh, and if this was actually January 26th and we're into well, maybe not on January 26th. But a little further into vacation, I'd be drinking a whole lot more. But uh, anyway, thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, listening to us. Wherever you do, make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, rate, review, follow us, share. I say it every week, but thank you for doing those things. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Letterboxd. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two, and Screams, all one word, and you will find us. Uh, thank you to uh, Kayla and Monica. We say it every episode, but it, it bears repeating uh, because as I ramble on about black coffee and being drunk, uh, it just has to test the patience of being my wife. So thank you, Monica. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and thank you, Kayla, for everything you do, for all your support, all your help and everything we do. And we will mention it again later. But as always, we like to say right up front, we are giving a spoiler warning because we do discuss movies. And in the course of those discussions, we may spoil something. And in particular today, Ike, we're going to be reviewing Sick which is a new release on Peacock that we watched for this episode. And uh, so that's, uh, the like I said, that's our main review today, but we're going to talk all kinds of things. So, Ike, as we record this, uh, what's going on? Anything new in the world of Ike? Anything new you're watching? Um, let's see. I watched a couple different things. Um, just a fair warning for people, since we are recording these a little in advance, um, our – what I've watched may be a little, little skimpy, um, <laughs> but um, well, here's the thing. We're going to talk about what we watched now. This is going to be fucking confusing because the episode before this one, I don't know. It's going to be weird. The episode, <laughs> uh, 
one of these episodes, there's not going to be any what you watched because we're like, it's going to be a repeat. So right. anyway, but, maybe they're not tuning in for what we watched. So who knows? True. So, go ahead. What'd um, you watch? So what I watched slash what I did, all that good jazz. Um, I watched uh, the cleansing hour on shutter um, hmm. uh, cleansing hour. It's basically these uh, two guys. They do a like a webcast, sort of like a web series um, where they do uh, quote unquote exorcisms. Um, but they're actually just elaborately staged hoax. Um, but people yeah. believe it. You know, they sell merchandise. Um, but basically some one of their uh, people who are supposed to show up and, you know, be possessed, um, they don't show up. So they pull somebody from the crew and it just so happens that they are actually possessed. And so now they must navigate <laughs> the uh, possession issue. What, uh, what an ironic twist. <laughs> right. They just they happen to be actually possessed. So um, it's honestly really good. It's, you know, it, as the the title or I'm sorry, the description I gave you would make you think that it might be a little humorous. Um, but honestly, it's a very like they, they keep it very serious. Um, I really enjoyed it, though. So if you like uh, haunting movies, you know, possession movies, this one's a pretty good one. Um, I also watched uh, Dead Dead House Dark on Shudder. It's an anthology TV series. Um, there's only like five or six episodes, and each one's like 15 minutes or less. So it's a really quick watch. Um, but basically, they're just like a quick little snippets, um, little little bites of horror, if you will. And um, most of them are really good. There were like one or two that kind of lost me. It is an Australian like show, um, so you do kind of have to get beyond the Aussie accents. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love the Aussies. <laughs> um, then lastly, I watched Hellhole on Netflix. It is a foreign language film. It's in Polish, um, but it was pretty good. Um, not as good as the other two, but you know, as far as foreign language films goes, um, I have seen better. But this one was pretty good if you if you like the d- demon esque mystery type movies. Um, other than movies, um, I actually recently went back and started playing the old Doom games. Um, oh. Yeah, they're on Xbox Games Pass. So I, I would say Doom is probably one of the earlier horror games, um, you know, that really found popularity. Um, Doom is wildly, like, I would say it's probably one of the biggest foundational, like, video games for, like, all future video games. A lot of future mm-hmm. video games pull some tropes from that. Um, but yeah, I played uh, Doom, the original, and it was, uh, yeah, it's really fun. I, I, I forgot how fun it was, even though it's super simplistic. <laughs> yeah, such a huge game when it came out. It was uh, remarkable. It just kind of took everything by storm. I remember that. But uh, intriguing. There's a couple a couple things there that maybe I'll have to watch in the future. Sounds interesting. Because uh, yes. I, I did watch a whole hell of a lot. I, I really didn't. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm still watching some Doctor Who. I am still watching Supernatural. I'm still trying to you know, watch American Horse. I've got a lot of irons in the fire here. And it's like, so I'm, I'm kind of spread thin on these things. Uh, but as we record this, we did just uh, pass Friday the 13th. Again, I know this is a couple of weeks out from that. But uh, <laughs> as we record, it is just a couple of days after Friday the 13th. So I did do my, you know, uh, when there's a Friday the 13th, I watch, well, what do you know, Friday the 13th. Uh, and I didn't watch everything because I didn't have enough time, obviously. I don't, I don't ever get through it all. But I watched one through four, so I watched, you know, hell, I watched the highlights there. I mean, those some of the I, I, I didn't make the t- Jason takes Manhattan, uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> but but uh, one through four, are, are, you know, he can't go wrong with watching the the first four. Uh, so that was kind of cool watching it that day. 
Um, but otherwise, I didn't really watch anything else outside the movie. You know, the movie we watched uh, re- reviewing today. Uh, but uh, you know, and again, uh, you know, going on vacation and shit. That's you know, the the viewing's gonna take a hit because uh, you know I won't I won't be watching a lot of new new stuff during that time. But uh, that's okay because you know it's time to disengage from the world and uh, drink a lot of stuff and uh, eat a lot of food and and uh, you know catch my breath and recharge, <laughs> get some sun and some water and all that good shit. But uh, but you know what else, Ike? You know what recharges me, too, and what I look forward to every week? Not only the podcast and recording and chatting with you and, and discussing movies and et cetera, et cetera, but one of the highlights of doing this is when we get to play Top 3, and it is one of our listener favorites. So uh, let's dive right into it, and let's play Top 3. Top 3. <laughs> All right, and on this episode's Top 3, we are going to do our Top 3 favorite vehicles in horror movies and um this one is one that's near and dear to my heart Ike, because i'm a dude i'm a child of the 80s <laughs> and in the 80s man vehicles were as big as stars and tv and movies as, as people were i mean you know we had kit and we had airwolf and we had uh whatever you know all kinds of shit and uh, ecto one and we had i don't even know i could i could just rattle you know the the, the delorean the the time machine and back to the future Vehicles were such the generally for you know better or worse, uh, what there is associated <laughs> with that. Uh, I love Dukes of Hazard. I hate the fact that that you know that's part of it, but you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, but but anyway, vehicle the A team band, right? I just keep thinking of ideals. There was such a big vehicles were such a big, and I I am such a, a fan of that stuff, and I collect a lot of diecasts uh, just associated with you know comics and movies and TV shows, right? I have a huge collect. And I don't want to say huge, but a pretty good collection of. Uh, of, of Batmobile diecast, of course, the majority of those, they all stick to my favorite Batmobiles, which of course we all know is 1989. <laughs> uh, but then I also, I love the 66 Batmobile. I think it's such a cool looking vehicle. Uh, but then I also love the Batmobile from the animated series. Um, so that, that's what I connect. But anyway, we're, we're discussing vehicles in horror movies. And um, because there's, there's been some, there's been some big ones out there, right? And I'm a little afraid that we might have a couple crossovers. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, because, you know, there, there are some ones that definitely jump to the mind uh, yeah. when you discuss this this field. So uh, let's let's just go ahead and dive into it. Let's just see what happens, right? Let's just let's just dive in, see where it takes us. I right, go ahead. What is your number three favorite vehicle in a horror movie? Absolutely. Also, you forgot to mention one. There's literally a whole cartoon called Transformers. That's literally about transforming vehicles. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. How, how can you forget Transformers? Love the Transformers, especially Generation <laughs> One. Oh, dude, when that came out, oh my god. I was oh, again, in disguise. again, child of the eighties here. And Oh, whew. yeah. Optimus prime is one of the best characters ever. in you know, whatever you would call it, animation, comics, toys, whatever, just such a great character. You know, I started singing that. I, I got a real quick guys. I'm sorry. I had to do it. Transformers <laughs> robots in disguise. <laughs> that's great. There you go. <laughs> Later in the show, I'm going to be breaking this to black eyed peas, but that's okay. Amen. Uh, but right, anyways, so. <laughs> <laughs> back to what we were talking about. Uh, so my my number three um, is the uh, Jeepers Creepers truck. Oh, that's um, my number three also. I, there we go. Oh, no shit. So we, there you go. We, we can knock them both off here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So here's the deal. Um, I I really quite enjoy the Jeepers Creepers movie. Um, obviously, there is a little bit of uh, controversy with the creator as he's not a very good person. Yeah. But... Um, the movie in of itself, you know, if I can, if I can 
separate from the creator. I can acknowledge that it's a good movie. It's a solid, scary movie. Um, the concept of the Jeeper Creeper, that whatever creature he is, it's fantastic. Um, it's a modern day creature flick. In addition to that, he has a pretty iconic vehicle to get him from point A to point B. Um, and I would, I would definitely say that like, if I were, if I were to like choose like a horror movie vehicle to like see in person, like drive or something like that, the, the Jeepers Creepers truck would be up there just cause it's so cool. The license plate, I can't remember what it says, but it's something funny. That's yeah, like, uh, I am, I am eating you or something like that. It's, it's a right. play on that or something. Yeah. So obviously super cool, but yeah, obviously love it. Jeepers Creepers truck can't, can't go wrong with that. Yeah. I think, uh, when I approached this, I, I really, it, Again, from that 80s kid mindset, I kind of approached it thinking of the vehicles that were almost like characters in the movies, right? right. I mean, they're almost such a part. And the, and the Creeper's truck is definitely, to me, it's 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 so iconic. You know, there's, there's those scenes where it's, you know, chasing and bumping the cars and et cetera, et cetera. It is such an iconic piece of that movie. Uh, or maybe iconic's not the word, but it's such an important piece of that movie. Um, so I definitely agree. It's, you know, it's this kind of a mongrel looking vehicle, right? Very modified. Uh, to to you know the haul the bodies and et cetera et cetera. Now there's a there's a guy I don't know where he's from, uh, but he does he has a a, a creeper truck uh, like really? a rep, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a replica I don't know if it's a screen used I'm not sure on that. Uh, but I was actually at a convention uh, in Raleigh and uh, the, it, it was there and I didn't I didn't get my picture taken with it but it was very cool to see and it uh, you know it was it was a uh, it was pretty they had you know they had a guy in costume where you get your picture and stuff but it's 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 pretty cool to see. Uh, but, yeah, that was my number three as well, uh, was the Creeper truck from uh, Jeepers Creepers. It's a, definitely, I believe, a, a very iconic vehicle in horror movies. So let's just go ahead and swing back around to you, Ike, for number two. What is your number two favorite vehicle in a horror movie? Um, you know, we've talked about this show a lot, and I'm kind of wondering if this is on your top three as well. But I had to put number two as the 67 Chevy Impala from Supernatural. Oh, see, I did. I kept the movies. I, I didn't do – see, here's the deal. Literally, Baby, as it, as it's called, would have been my number one. Runaway, Landslide. Yeah. That, that's in a league of its own. That car is so fucking badass. See, I know we said movies, but, like, I was sitting here thinking to myself, I was like, what is the most iconic thing that I can think of? And there were two that were at the top of my head, and I couldn't – I could not put it on the list. Uh, I just I just couldn't. Couldn't. Couldn't do it. But the, obviously, for people who don't know, um, if, which if you don't know, oh, my God, how do you not know? But, <laughs> you know, Supernatural, Dean, the Winchesters, um, they're infamous, if you will, car. You know, it's been destroyed. It's been rebuilt. I mean, however many times it's been, you know, destroyed and rebuilt. But it always comes back to it. You, Dean literally has it in the afterlife. Um, the 67 Impala. Uh, I had to include it. Such an iconic vehicle. So much cool stuff. Yes. Um, I actually, I saw a 67 Impala at a convention. I don't remember which one it was, but they had um, the trunk open and they had like a little compartment where they had a bunch of like fake weapons and stuff. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was super cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that again, I, I, like I said, I stuck to movies. If, if I was taken in TV, that would have been my runaway number one. Cause as I've said so many times, I, I'm such a huge supernatural fan. And here's the thing. Anybody out there who's ever on the fence about watching Supernatural, don't get caught up on it being like a CW type show or whatever, because it's right. not your atypical CW show. It is a great, great movie, especially if you're a fan of horror and monsters. It is such a great series. And uh, 
and speaking of baby, there is there there's one episode in particular, and I, I don't know if you remember this episode off the top of your head, but there's an episode where it is from the vantage point of the car, and uh, they're hunting, you know, whatever a vampire or whatever. But all the shots and the angles and everything that you see in the car, the storytelling is from like if you were the point of view of the vehicle, and it's really a cool, creative way they did it. And uh, it's 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 an it's a I think the I think the episode might be called Baby, um, mm. but it's a it is great. But yeah, I mean, and, and it's so, so important to the series because it's literally, uh, pretty much like it's their home, right? It's their right. home on the road because they travel so much. So, and again, even regardless of supernatural or anything else, it's a '67 Chevy Impala. It is a gorgeous <laughs> car. Um, yeah, that is that is like one of my I I I, I ever said I always said if I ever hit the lottery and got rich, the my, my one splurge would be on famous you know vehicle replica vehicles and that would probably be my first purchase <laughs> would be a 67 Impala made out like baby so a uh, good choice good choice my number two is another that's eh, kind of a cool car but it's it's a very iconic car <laughs> in the movie series it is from the evil dead series and oh. it is ashes old delta 88 um which again that was my number one is it okay well there you go yep. see it is um it is so it's so cool, it's so important in the in the movies, right? It's such a again, it's like a character in the movies. And if you watch Ash versus Evil Dead, it's it's in there too. And uh, the cool thing is, if I remember right, it's actually Sam Raimi's car, isn't it? And that, that he slipped into all the movies. And I think it's actually his personal vehicle he owns uh, that he yep. used in the concept of the movies and the shows and stuff. But again, it is so perfect for Ash. It fits Ash to a T, um, and it is it's just remarkable. Uh, so, yeah, so that's my number two, your number one. So I go ahead, give us your thoughts on the uh, the olds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, honestly, it, it was one of those things because I was battling back and forth if I wanted it to be my number two or my number one. But I just kept thinking to myself, like, I, the Evil Dead franchise is probably one of my favorite movie franchises in the world. And I'm thinking to myself, there are so many iconic vehicles, but this one is just, like, so great. Um, but, yeah, it, basically, my my thought process is that it's like this kind of unassuming vehicle and you know, it's not like the, it's not, not the Chevy Impala, you know what I mean? It's not some extraordinary vehicle. It's not possessed. There's nothing like that. I mean, I think there was this episode where it may have been possessed or something, (laughs) Um, but you know, it's not your typical stereotypical type, um, you know, thing. So in my thought process, I'm saying to myself, it's an unassuming vehicle, but it's turned into like this extraordinary character, like you said, through the movies and the TV show. And yeah, same Ramy. If I remember correctly, it was his vehicle during the original uh, Evil Dead like movie. And now he just slips it into all of his movies because he just it's like his thing. Um, yeah. It was even in the Evil Dead remake, which, yeah. you know, for better or for worse. I know a lot of people don't like it. I loved yeah. it, but, yeah. you know, it's there. <laughs> Yeah, it's so cool. I wonder if it'll be. Uh, we'll have to see if it's in the uh, whatever what's called Evil Dead Rise. Uh, see yeah. if it makes a little cameo. I'm assuming it more than likely will. Um, you, you would think they would keep that going. But again, yeah, that was my number two. Uh, your number one. So I guess it's all it's all down to my number one. And again, I don't know if this will be anybody's surprise because I, I have expressed time and time again how much I love this movie. And I know some people maybe they don't, but whatever else. But it is probably my favorite Stephen King movie of all time. But my number one is Christine. Yep. Um, <laughs> Because again, when I was a kid, and this, and I watched this movie so many times because I had recorded it, uh, dubbed a copy. Shh, don't tell anybody that I dubbed a copy. Uh, but and I watched <laughs> this all the time, and it fucking scared the shit out of me that a car, uh, you know, was sentient and, and it could repair itself and whatever else. And again, um, it, it's a gorgeous vehicle, right? It's this big old, 
uh, beautiful car. They, they just don't build them like that anymore. And uh, not saying, you know, I'm not saying it's something that, you know, I would have as a daily driver because I'm sure it gets like two miles on the gallon. But uh, <laughs> but it is it's such an iconic looking vehicle that you don't see in anything else. And then that regenerative, you know, regenerative repairing power that it had. Uh, it was so cool. Uh, and again, I mean, you know, how, how can it not be iconic when the whole goddamn story is about it? So uh, uh, but that's my number one is, is Christine uh, from the steaming. Again, I, I have such a soft spot for that movie. I absolutely love it. Uh, so Ike, Ike, what do you think of Christine? Oh yeah, absolutely. Christine was one of the, I would say, is one of the first Stephen King movies that I actually saw. Um, I mean, this was obviously years and years ago. I haven't seen it in so long, but I do obviously remember the car. Um, you know, there there was also a family car um, that we that we we both know stories oh, yeah. about the, the, the old van That's that we right. called Christine um, because there. <laughs> my God, that car was a nightmare. Yeah, because it would just, I mean, no matter no matter what problems it had, no matter what uh, disarray it would have, whatever else, it just kept on ticking somehow. And, uh, uh, yeah, we could have an old, whole episode about stories about that shit. But, yeah, that's right. We did. Uh, I forgot. there was It was uh, lovingly nicknamed Christine <laughs> because of this. <laughs> it, was not a, it was not a cool car. It was a stupid-ass minivan. But, anyway. That, that's what I was going to say. It was a minivan, so it wasn't as cool as Christine. <laughs> But it does have a little bit of personal significance. Uh, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Christine's a great movie. It, it, it's I would say it's probably one of the more tried and true uh, Stephen King movies. Um, it, it also is one of the few that I feel like holds up in modern time because a lot of those movies, you know, they were just they were so low production. But like I felt like Christine didn't feel that way. It, it felt like a like a movie and yeah, absolutely. If you haven't seen it, I will obviously recommend it. Stephen King's a very hard, uh, hard, uh, director to say like, yeah, no, this is not like a good movie because pretty much everything he's involved in, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it is again, and I, I, there's a lot of nostalgia there, but I love Christine. So that is my number one. Uh, so there you go. There's our top, uh, three for each of us favorite vehicles in horror movies. Again, hit us up on social media, uh, let us know what you think and if we forgot anything or what your favorite vehicle is. Uh, but let's uh, catch our breath real quick and we'll be come back. Uh, we'll discuss some news and upcoming releases. Remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. All right. We are back here on Listen to the Screams. Now let's. Well, let's uh, real quick just roll through some news and, and stuff. Uh, a point of interest here coming up is a convention. It's called Mad Monster Party Carolina. It is February 17th through 19th. It's at the Embassy Suites by Hilton in Charlotte, uh, Concord, uh, North Carolina. If you don't know Concord, it's kind of a suburb of Charlotte. Uh, you can have find more information at madmonster.com. Uh, some of the ca- guests include Robert England, Peter Chris, and Dylan McDermott. Um, I, uh, man, I want to go to this so bad, and, and I may have to. It's not that far from me. Again, I want to see Peter Robert England, but fucking Peter Chris, the drummer, the original drummer for Kiss, is going to be there, and uh, so that's like, man, it's like you're hitting all my check, you know, all my boxes on this one. Uh, but it is this is described as three days of madness at Embassy Suites Concord Mills. Meet celebrity guests, attend Q and A's, professional photo ops, shop with our merchants at of Macab, and all over the country, kill your favorite songs at, at Scaryoke, which they're describing uh, their scary karaoke, and enter costume in our contest for cash prizes. Again, we like to plug conventions because conventions are just – they're amazing. They're so much fun. Uh, you're, you're, they're there. You're hanging out with like-minded people who have the same interests as you. 
and you're seeing lots of merchandise and panels and guests and stuff that's it's right on. It's, conventions are just a spectacular thing, uh, so we like to hit up those. Uh, it's some merchandise news. Uh, Fright Rags is releasing a board game based on Halloween 2 later this year. I think we might have mentioned that once before, uh, but it's going up for pre-sale pretty soon. That's pretty exciting. Um, I, I'm pretty much on board for anything on those early Halloween movies. I'm intrigued by what a Halloween 2 board game would be like. I love board games. Uh, so this will probably be something that I, I might try to pick up, uh, in, in, you know, in coming up. So, um, and again, uh, let's talk some upcoming releases. We don't really have any birthdays or anything for this episode, but some upcoming releases. Uh, on Paramount Plus coming out on January 26th is The Wolf Pack, starring Mich- uh, Sarah Michelle Gillar, who, of course, is Buffy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Arthur Garb, and Bella Shepard, who was in The Witch Hunt. It is described as a teenage boy and girl get their lives changed forever when a California wildfire awakens a terrifying supernatural creature. As the full moon rises, all teens come together to unravel the secret that connects them. Uh, Ike, have you heard anything about the wolf pack? I've, I've already heard mentioned, and the only reason I've heard it is because of Sarah Michelle Gellar being involved in it. Um, I'm pretty stoked to see her in anything uh, back in the genre at all. Yeah, absolutely. I've actually not heard anything about this, but... When you said Sarah Michelle Gellar, that obviously immediately piqued my interest. Um, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I feel like I haven't really seen her in much lately. Um, I think the last time I had heard, she had been kind of taking a break from acting. So um, it is very cool to, like, see her be back in it and, like, doing stuff again, especially horror movies. Um, you know, she had some pretty iconic roles way back when. And, you know, obviously Buffy the Vampire Slayer is, you know... I would say probably one of the more iconic, you know, TV shows of the nineties. So mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I think I'd, I'd watch this for sure. Yeah. And then coming out, uh, January 27th on in theaters is called infinity pool. A rich couple are on vacation in Tolqua, like Tolqua <laughs> at an all exclusive Island resort, but outside the hotel gates lies something more dangerous. Uh, starring Alexander Skarsgård and uh, Mia Goff. Um, I know you're you're a big fan of Alexander Skarsgård, so I, I'll venture to guess that you're going to try to watch this just based on him being in it alone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge fan of the Skarsgårds. Alexander Skarsgård, I would probably say, is uh, my favorite Skarsgård if I if I had to choose one. Um, just an, honestly, just a, a, a pretty cool guy overall. I mean, he, he's super nice in real life, but also does a lot of really cool movies. Um, but, you know, obviously... In addition to him being in this movie, you also have Mia Goth. Mia Goth, yeah. of course, you know, man, she's just doing so much cool stuff. I mean, X, uh, the other movie, Pearl. Pearl. Um, she was in a bunch of other stuff too. I was actually going back through and looking through her felt like her, you know, film history, and I'm like, wow, she was in stuff that I didn't even realize, like A Cure for Wellness, which was from years and years ago, which was really good. Um, but yeah, the point being is I will absolutely see this movie. Um, I saw a trailer for it actually the other day when I went and saw, Oh Lord, what movie did I just see? Um, Megan. Yeah. Megan. There was a, like a little teaser before that. Um, and it it looked pretty good. It looked interesting. I was very confused, but I was like, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it a watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also coming out on January 7th, the theaters is the movie fear. It's a weekend vacation turned sinister when a group of friends must confront their worst fears one by one. Uh, starring Ruby Modine and Joseph Sikora. I, I've not heard anything about this movie, Ike, but uh, again, I'm, I'm always happy to see anything horror-related coming to theaters, uh, and hopefully you know, it succeeds. Uh, I'm not sure that this will be something I'll go see in a theater, uh, but hopefully it'll hit streaming pretty soon. Have you heard anything about Fear, Ike? You know, I, actually, this is the first time I've heard about it. Um, I have not seen a trailer or anything for it. 
But I will say this. I like Ruby Modine. Um, for people who maybe don't know, Ruby Modine, she's in Happy Death Day, but she's also in Shameless. Um, Shameless being the TV show. Um, she's in a bunch of other stuff, too. But I, I know her mostly from Shameless and Happy Death Day. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll go see it. Maybe not in theaters, but like you said, I'll, I'll probably wait for it to come to streaming unless I see a trailer and it really wows me. <laughs> yeah. And then also coming out January 27th, boy, that's a, it's a big, uh, it's a big week for horror movies is unwelcome. Uh, it's coming out on Tubi though. And it, uh, there's a talk that it could be even released earlier than the 27th. It says a couple escaped their urban nightmare to the tranquility of rural Ireland only to hear stories of mysterious creatures who live in the gnarled ancient woods at the foot of their garland or garden, excuse me. Uh, I've not heard anything about this movie. Ike. I'm not, uh, I'm not real hip on the, uh, uh, keep up on the movies coming to Tubi. I just catch them here and there. Um, I might, I might, you know, see this or whatever else, but one other movie though, that's coming out also on January 27th that I know is going to be a big thing, supposedly. Uh, and I uh, didn't put this on the list. I just come across it before uh, coming to Paramount plus on January 27th is teen wolf, the movie. Um, hmm. so I, do you, do you watch the teen wolf series? Have you watched the teen wolf series? Do you know much about this movie? I'm not real hip on it yeah. uh, unless it's got Michael J. Fox and the starring role. I'm not real big on the teen wolf stuff. Uh, what, what do you know about teen wolf, the movie coming out? Um, not a damn thing. I, I've, <laughs> I've never seen Teen Wolf. Um, you know, I've, I've always heard that it wasn't like a, a bad show or movie. Um, I, I've always heard that it was just kind of cheesy because it was, if I remember correctly, it's like an MTV show, if I thought, um, or something like that. It, it was like a teen show, you know? Yeah. But, that's... you know, I, I'd probably have to watch the TV show to even understand the movie, I would assume. Yeah. Um, but I, I have heard from people that I have seen that like, like Team Wolf, that they're pretty excited about it. So, um, I will say that it does have, uh, just upon initial look here, it has Seth Gilliam in it, um, who is Father Gabriel from The Walking Dead. So oh. that's pretty cool. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it'll be something I'll watch again. I don't, I, I don't know anything about the series. Like you said, it's a little, seems a little too teeny for me. So it's never I've been through, but yeah, who knows? Again, hopefully it's successful because, again, anything within the genre, even if it's kind of on the outskirts, uh, you know, I kind of hope successful to keep uh, keep uh, studios and such and uh, production companies interested in the thing. So let's, uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll have uh, we'll discuss our review on the movie Sick on Peacock. So stick around. Listen to their screens is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code LISTEN2SCREAMS at checkout. That is LISTEN, the number two, and SCREAMS. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, here we are back on uh, Listen to the Screams, and we're going to discuss Sick, which just came out on Peacock. Uh, The movie says, while quarantining at her family's lake house during the pandemic, Parker and her best friend, Mary, are threatened by an unexpected visitor. Uh, starring Gideon Adlin from The Craft Legacy and Dylan Sprayberry from Teen Wolf. Uh, there we go. Uh, and it's written by Kevin Williamson, uh, The Vampire Diaries, and of course, the writer and creator, so to speak, of Scream. Um, if you notice, he wrote the the first one. I think he had a writing credit on the second one, but he gets you know credit for every Scream movie because it always says uh, characters created by Kevin Williamson. <laughs> um, and I, I, I'm going to let you take it away, but I'm going to say straight up, right off the bat, you can tell that Kevin Williamson <laughs> of Scream fame wrote this movie. Uh, but tell us what you thought about Sick. Yeah. 
So um, I, I really obviously uh, uh, let me preface by saying I didn't watch any trailers before I watched this movie. I basically went into this completely blind, um, which I tend I, I prefer to do, honestly, because I feel like a lot of times you watch a trailer, you have expectations and I prefer to go into movies without expectations. But with that being said, um, I, I definitely went into this without any information in mind. I watched it. And I will say, um, generally speaking, I enjoyed the movie. The movie was great. Um, like you said, it, it takes place during the beginning of the pandemic where we're talking like April 2020, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and it really plays up. And honestly, it kind of gave me like PTSD because they were talking about like there was no toilet paper. Um, they were talking about how, you know, everybody was wearing masks. You know, there was a scene where they were like in a grocery store and, and like a woman coughs and everybody looks at her. You know, so it, it was definitely like, you know, yeah, I I 100 percent remember when this was like how we lived life. And, you know, obviously COVID's still around and everything, but it, it's not nearly as much of a um, issue as it was in the 2020, 2021 era. But the movie definitely played up on the um, the COVID aspect, I feel like, um, especially as you got to the end of the movie and you realize why these people were, you know, killing people. Um, and obviously spoiler alert, um, I think sick is kind of a misnomer. I think that it could have had a better name. Honestly, I thought about, I was telling my wife, I was like, I think a better name for this movie would have been like contact tracing or, (laughs) or tracing or something like that. Because, um, basically the reason that the people, and again, spoiler alert, the people that are killing them is because their son got COVID from one of the people that are in the house. I won't tell you who or how, but one of the pe- people gave this person COVID and they died and they did the contact tracing and they found out who gave who COVID and then killed them. Um, so, yeah. It, and like you said, you can definitely tell Kevin Williamson had a hand in this. Um, the iconic hunting knife was in this movie, yeah. um, which I, I definitely picked up on. But also it, it, I felt like the way that the killer acted. Um, yeah was very similar to how the killers in the screen movies acted. They're kind of clumsy and they stumble over stuff and they seem almost unbeatable until you really, really kill them, you know? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I liked it. There were some things I didn't like about it, but overall it was a, it was a fairly good movie. I'd say. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie. It, it, it was, you know, again, it was a, an hour and a half. So it was, you know, didn't overstay. It's welcome. It was, you know, it was a, as a slasher movie. It was enjoyable and fun to watch. I, I did sit there through the movie trying to, you know, I, I tried to figure out what is going on. Who's the killer? Where is it at? And I, you know, again, like you said a million times, spoiler. It, I knew it had to probably had something to do with that Instagram video they were showing at that party. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I kept wondering, oh, is it the, the little boyfriend guy that she was quote, kind of seeing? Did it have to do with him? And then this and that and. So I was trying to figure it out, and it so it was it's, it's kind of clever the way they went with it, and um, I do have I do have some qualms about the movie though, right? Number one, I think the movie would have been more impactful had it come out I don't know a year and a half ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I understand there were situations, but I, if it had been a little, and I again I don't I don't want to sound a little coarse in this, but if it had come in just right on the heels of the the, the height of the pandemic. It, it, it would have been more impactful. It would have had a little more shock value, I think. But but that you know, whatever, it, that is what it is. Um, and again, I think 
again, while it was enjoyable, I think my biggest hang up on this movie is that, man, it really felt like a scream movie. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you, the killer. I mean, you could just picture Ghostface in the place of the killers. Like you said, the knife. The, he, they were dressed in black, which, you know, kind of leads to the same thing. The the constantly seeing them in the background and right in the movement in the background and, and the sneaking in the scenes and stuff. It was all very ghost face like. And so and I get I know. Right. Kevin Williamson wrote both. I get that. And um, but it just it, it really felt like the same format for the screen movies. Right. Even yeah. down to the oh, there's the twist on who the killers were because of, you know, what happened in the past. Something, you know, that, that you know, this uh, whatever this uh, critical event or this this. Uh, dark event there's someone dying and something happened in the past i mean it's literally like he took the blueprint for for scream put it in a different setting and some new characters and 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 went with it right and i mean and um not you know not to say it was you know it was it was a fun movie to watch right it was acted well it was shot well and uh it was enjoyable but it i don't know it lacked a lot of originality in my view for a movie going straight to streaming Maybe that's not such a bad thing, right? I mean, it's right. it's a uh, you know you're not you're not expecting the the, the box office on it, but uh, it, it maybe could have had a little more originality to it. But I did enjoy it. I think the highlight of the movie for me was the mom and the towards the end of the movie. I think she stole the movie. Uh, she was wacky off her head, and the way she was carrying on and acting, I, I think she stole the movie. Uh, the, the that at the end there. Uh, towards the end, that whatever the third act of the movie or whatever you want to call it. So, um, yeah. again, I enjoyed the movie. It was it was a fun movie to watch. Um, wasn't too long. wasn't too didn't drag on. But I do feel that it really kind of lacked a little bit of originality and just felt kind of like a, a, a scream clone taking the same blueprint. And again, it's his blueprint. So I guess you know <laughs> if that's what he wants to do, he can do it. But um, I don't know. I, I you know just I didn't you know I don't know. Felt like he dipped into the same well. And just change the setting and the characters a little bit. I think you could have put the same characters over it, and it would have been a scream movie for better or worse. I think it would have fit, but uh, I don't know. Like, what do you, I mean? Do you think? I mean, do you agree with me at all on the originality yeah. aspect of it? No, yeah, absolutely. That so kind of like with lack of a better phrase, um, there's there's no such thing as an original idea anymore. There yeah, there is, however. Um, more creative takes on old ideas and that that's kind of what we look for in the modern format is we're not expecting somebody to come up with the next big thing you know we we've kind of at this point we we've settled into the fact that we've done damn near everything um you know i think the most original movie that i've seen recently is skinner inc you know what i mean mm-hmm. skinner inc yeah. was and i and i know i mentioned it last time too but i i i only bring it up because Skinnamarink had to become had to go so out out of left field and so obscure in order to be original. But the thing is, is that originality doesn't always, you know, doesn't always pay the bills, for lack of a better phrase. Um, So I don't blame the creators of this for not having an original idea. Like you said, it's Kevin Williamson. Kevin Williamson created the foundation of the I would say the modern slasher. He created the foundation of the uh, meta slasher. And I, like you said, I think that the movie was good, but there, like you said, it lacked a lot of that creativity um, and a lot of that original, you know, content. Um, I would, however, 
agree with you that the mom at the end was definitely one of the best parts of the movie. I think yeah. one of the best parts of the movie is when that um, woman, the main one of the main characters, is trying to run away from the killer. And the car comes up and she's like banging on the window, like, please let me in. He's yeah. trying to kill me. And she's like, where's yeah, yeah. your mask? And I'm just like, what the hell? Why yeah, is cause this? That didn't, <laughs> it, yeah, because that I didn't expect it. Right. I did not expect that at that stage of the movie, they were going to introduce this that prominent a character. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, what I thought, here's my take on it. At that point, what I thought was going to happen is because it was playing on how paranoid people were about the, you know, the, the pandemic. That she was, you know, going to be nervous about that and whatever else, and then the the lady would get killed by the killer, and her and her escape would disappear. When she got in, again, spoilers on this if you haven't seen it. When she got (laughs) the girl got Parker got in the car, put the mask on that the lady gave her, and I I did think it was a little weird though when she pulled the the mask out that she had and it was in a ziploc, and I thought that that's a little peculiar. And she gave it to her, though, and when she got in and she, she started acting weird, I thought – and the way that lady was staring, I thought, holy shit, that lady's in on it. And I thought – and then at that point, I was like, well, what the – what does that got to do with anything? <laughs> because I was still holding true that it had some tie to the boyfriend guy, even though he got killed. Uh, I, I thought – I don't know. Again, I thought because he said something about having whatever, two or three roommates who were addicted to social media. So I thought, oh, maybe it's the roommates thinking that they're getting vengeance for him, right, or something. Or I, I didn't know. And um, I, I guess I, I didn't really see it until that, it got to towards that point where they were going with it. And then right. when they introduced her, I thought, oh, okay, wait a minute. I wonder what this, this is This is tying back to COVID. And this is tying back to the pandemic here a little bit. And um, so it was, uh, again, there was, there, was, there was bits and pieces that were a little clever. And, uh, it, you know, and you have to walk a fine line when you take a uh, a, a real life issue and use right. it in this context. And I think they walked it well. I don't you know, I don't think, you know, I don't think they didn't take a political stance on it. It's not it wasn't anything like that. There was no, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to get into all that, but I think they walked it well. I think they used it well. But again, it was still just that eh, it was that same screen blue. But that didn't make it. Not enjoyable, right? Because again, you take it was a slasher movie, right? And you take right. a slasher movie, it it can just be fun, right? It can just be enjoyable to watch. I've said it a million times. They don't have to reinvent the wheel, so that's fine. It's okay. So I'm not saying that that is necessarily this grandiose negative, but it it is that lack of the, a fresh idea or a fresh take on anything. In my mind kept it from kind of vaulted up to the next level on movies. Yeah. I would and, agree. Uh, so, uh, you know, but that's okay. Cause like, you know, we, like we said, not everything's a great movie, but, uh, th- it was a fun movie and it was totally a movie that I could see. Yeah. I don't know if it were on or someone was watching, I'd be like, Oh, that's sick. That, that's not a bad movie. And, and, and watching <laughs> through it again. Oh, and, sick, uh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it, for whatever reason, Every time I would bring this movie up, I kept calling it Skin. I kept saying it to Monica, to my wife. I kept saying, "Oh, I gotta watch. You know, we gotta watch Skin. I gotta review that movie. I, you know." And she's like, "You mean Sick?" And I'm like, "Yeah." That's, and I don't know why I kept calling it Skin. <laughs> a four letter S word, I guess. I mean, or at least that you know, I didn't call it shit. But uh, 
And <laughs> we watched that movie shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've watched a few movies that could be level shit, and I'm sure we're going to watch a few more. But anyway, we won't, we won't go there. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's rate and review this thing. I, uh, I'll, I'll go first this time. I usually kick to you, but out of five screams, I'm just going to be real. I think I'm just going to give it a three. Um, I don't think, again, it was it was all right. It was an, it was a you know it was a fun watch. It wasn't too long. It was a, you know easy to watch, but there wasn't I don't know there wasn't enough creativity there to really vault it up as what I would call that next level enjoyment. So I'm just putting it right middle of the road uh, at a three out of five screams uh, for sick. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, gonna have to give it a three out of five as well. <laughs> All right, for I those of you, <laughs> yeah, for those of you who didn't understand, he he agreed. He gave it a three out of five too. Uh, but man, that was a pretty sick vocal effect you did there. <laughs> See, I did that with my own voice too. I, I, I bet people don't understand. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Totally kidding. <laughs> there was no effect. That's just I just does that. So. <laughs> but no, yeah, for real though, three out of five. It, like you said, I, I think the thing that really prevented this from getting like a three and a half, which I, t- I I tend to, as I've been thinking about it, we tend to give movies that we like either a three and a half or a four if it was like really good. Um, but like. The thing that really prevented this from being that three and a half was just it kind of seemed like a cut and paste slasher movie, which, again, not a bad thing. I love slasher movies. Yep. Most 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 of the best slasher movies from the uh, 70s and 80s, um, even the 90s, are just cut and paste of Halloween or, yep. you know, whatever else. So and then Halloween's a cut and paste of, you know, uh, what is it? Um, oh, God, what's the movie with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom in it? Uh, Psycho. Yeah, Psycho. So, I mean, yeah, it is what it is there. But this one just kind of liked that originality. So three out of five for me. That, that That's where I'll put it. Yeah. I mean, again, I agree. It was it was it was an all right watch. It was fun, but just didn't you know, it didn't have that it factor that really pushed up next level to me to to really set it apart as one of those, you know, of the of the echelon of slasher, right? There wasn't, uh, you know, it didn't have, you know, and, you know, some iconic killer that you can, you know, paste, throw on a poster and it's going to, you know, be like, oh, there's that guy. And, you know, didn't have that. And I'm not saying, you know, you have to have that, but there's just nothing that to me that set it, set it out above the pack. But I do enjoy slasher movies. So I did enjoy the movie. But like I said, there's just nothing that really that really just makes it stand out that much uh, from anything else. So but uh, that's our review of Sick, which you can watch now on Peacock and and, and go give it a shot. You might love the movie uh, and maybe, you know, maybe we're wrong. Maybe you feel like it was the most original (laughs) thing in the world. That's okay, Right. That's what opinions are for is to be different. And, uh, you know, based on the viewers. So uh, speaking of slashers and speaking of uh, (laughs) The, you know, you mentioned 80s and slashers next week. Next episode, uh, we are going to discuss My Bloody Valentine from 1981. Uh, we're going deep. We're going to into the archives. We're going to do, a uh, you know, one of those old movies. Uh, and uh, from 1981, we're going way back in the history machine uh, to uh, to kind of, you know, we're going to review one of those movies that set the kind of set the bar for some of these things a little bit. Right. And establish some of this. This was early in the slasher run. So that's what we're discussing next episode. So, Ike, before we close this episode out, uh, I know we're on vacation officially, actually, in the real world, not in the uh, fantasy podcast world. But before <laughs> we get out of here, do you have anything that you want to throw into this episode? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, hope everybody's doing fantastic. Watch as many horror movies as you can. Um, we have so much great stuff coming up, especially in the horror movie world. So just keep an eye out for those things because, man, we we start out the year pretty good, but it's only going to get better. That's I, just, I, I have to reiterate that every time because, holy crap, there are some good movies that are about to come out that I am so excited for. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be another big year. We talked about 2022, but 2023 is going to be good, too. We rattled off a bunch of titles earlier. Go watch some of those and then go watch Sick, right? Again, it's not not a bad movie. It's a fun movie. If you're into slashers, uh, it's not that, you know, it's an enjoyable watch. So uh, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And until next episode, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe and have many pleasant nightmares.